and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, Dungeons & Dragons Special Part 1. The puzzling podcast where normally a group of geographically diverse chums meet up, have a drink, and work together to solve a homemade escape room of the ears. I'm Mike, I'm drinking an extremely watery orange squash, because yesterday was <laughs> Halloween night, and I spent the day playing board games and drinking lots of lager, and today <laughs> I do not want to drink any lager possibly ever again i had beans on toast for supper um and locked in with me today we have i'm jamie and i'm drinking a brooklyn lager because it's literally the only alcohol i have left in the house lockdown life crazily delicious um i'm bailey uh i'm on a a cheeky little water for the same reasons that collins is on squash (laughs) (laughs) hardcore hardcore and I'm Ben Levy Griffiths, and this week I'm drinking a 1698. It's very tasty. Mm. I'm Tony Conway, and I'm drinking a Jail Ale mm. uh, from the Dartmoor Brewery, which is the last of the beers that my brother sent me for my birthday, for those who have been keeping up with my beer odyssey <laughs> over the last couple of weeks. Please mark your bingo cards now. <laughs> yeah, users who want to catch up on that can go to the wiki where there's a, a whole sub wiki has been created based on Tony's birthday beers oh, I feel it should be like um... writes that article <laughs> so what is the infinite escape room well it's an escape room <laughs> uh, but stretching across all sorry <laughs> I just figured it was. Oh God! I've just figured it was self-evident in the title. Okay, we're here until Monday. (laughs) It's an escape room, but stretching across all known themes, retail parks, and dimensiones. Every room in the infinite escape room links into the next in one big, never-ending, sexy escape experience adventure. One of us will present a part of the infinite escape room, and for our next two special episodes, it's going to be the armchair escapist himself, Jamie. Hello. Solve it. It's that guy. That guy just said hello. Um, what a guy. Normally, if we can't escape within 30 minutes, then we are mad boned. Uh, but for this extra, especially Dragnons and Drudgeons special, uh, we're just going to be trying to get through alive um, across two marathon episodes. Anyone who dies will have their little paper wristband torn up and won't be able to get back in the venue. Aww. Oh, I believe in you guys. It's fair to me. You can do it. <laughs> We've got those guys. <laughs> oh yeah and uh, before we probably kick off uh, we'd also just like to thank our fabulous patrons who support the podcast and keep the episodes online if thank you'd like you. to join their ranks for as little as a pound a month you can do this at patreon.com slash the infinite escape room we love you thank you very much it's the war cry of the welsh <laughs> thank, you. Oh, thank, you very much. thank you very much at the top of our lungs on a mountain side <laughs> I thought that was yeah. like wielding a rare bit with Death intent. to the English. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what it means, Collins. Yeah. Oh, man, I should, I should have taken less offence when all those people said thank you. Um, <laughs> just trying to be nice. It's just polite, that's all. But yeah, in addition to uh, lovely Welsh whimsy, uh, there's also bonus content behind the scenes, and Ben and I will sigh wistfully in your general direction. So, what's going on with all this Dungeons & Dragons malarkey and specials and whatnot? Well... We've been running for two years now, and we think it's time for a little bit of a break. But worry ye not, because you're still getting your escape room fix, you lucky people. So good old Jamie uh, has offered to uh, GM us through um, a a short D&D campaign that he's adapted. And he's given it some special tweaks to make it extra escape roomy. We haven't done... So we're we're an interesting mix of uh, of, um, Dungeons & Dragons players in that 
Uh, one of us, Tony, is uh, an expert GM. One of us, me, played it once like 10 years ago, wasn't really sure what to make of it. And Bailey and Ben are both complete Dungeons & Dragons newbies. So a couple of nights ago, we all met online and we generated characters uh, using this really, really cool tool called D&D Beyond, uh, which also does all our dice rolling and stuff for us. Uh, and yeah, and we're just going to, um, we're going to play this escape roomy in the continuum of the infinite escape roomy dragonsy dungeonsy campaign uh, and hopefully have a bit of fun and have a laugh. Uh, and we hope you enjoy it too. Uh, we're going to be splitting it over at least two episodes because it's uh, a bit of a whopper. And yeah, nice change of pace for us and hopefully you enjoy it. Oh yeah, and uh, two last things. Uh, the first one is that we've all also like generated names and like, you know, cool taglines for ourselves. So we're all going to be desperate to get those in and establish our characters. And for anybody who's not heard of Dungeons and Dragons, but has been listening to the Infinite Escape Room, it's like the Infinite Escape Room, really, except with a bit of role play uh, and with dice. That's basically it. Uh, so are we ready, folks? Yes. Let's rock yes. and roll. Yes. Yes. Then... Let's enter the Infinite Escape Room, and I'll hand over to Jamie. So the adventure that I'm going to run over the next few sessions is called the Delian Tomb. It's a module designed for first-time DMs and low-level players designed by Matt Coville. He uh, runs a YouTube series called Running the Game. Uh, Matt Coville himself is a fantastic dungeon master, and his series has been a great source of inspiration and learning for me as a dungeon master. And this adventure in particular is a perfect one-shot for me as a DM and for um, some first-level players as well. It's got a mix of everything. Role-play, social interaction, puzzles, combat. It's even got some of the fantasy tropes that you come to expect with something like D&D, like fighting goblins and rescuing people in distress and treasure and that kind of thing. So it's a perfect adventure um, for this part of the series. And if you're interested in being a dungeon master or running role-play games, I highly recommend you check out Matt Colville's series. Last time, you found yourselves on top of a high-rise building with a helicopter sat invitingly in front of you. You take a few steps towards it and a red light begins to flash ominously from the cockpit. A monotone voice booms out from the helicopter. Omni drone, kill mode, engaged. The helicopter whirs to life and hovers a few feet in the air. You back up to the edge of the building, and as the helicopter rushes towards you, the force of wind from its rotor blades pushes you straight off the roof, sending you tumbling towards the ground. As you hurtle towards certain death, in a moment of blind panic, Ben starts moving his hands in a deliberate circle emotion, trying to conjure a portal like they do in Doctor Strange. The rest of you quickly follow suit. <laughs> Realising this is all incredibly weird, but it's literally the only thing that you have any control over. To your infinite surprise, it works. You're about 20 feet away from becoming an omelette when a bright orange spark flickers to life on the floor and a gaping portal yawns open, swallowing you whole as you fly through the floor and to who knows where. Everything goes black. You slowly open your eyes to see a dark, cloud-covered sky. No helicopters, no buildings. All you can hear is the distant rolling of thunder, the call of birds, and the clip-clop of hooves. You pull yourselves up and look around you. You're in a horse-drawn wagon, surrounded by rugs, tapestries, mirrors, and other finery. A short figure at the front of the wagon barks, Ha! You're finally awake! Some guards you turned out to be! You look around you, and you feel strange. Your body feels different. Bailey, as you look down, you notice that your skin is a strange green colour. Then you feel smaller than you once were. But not much. Tony, you feel smaller, but not as small as Ben. (laughs) (laughs) You have a point of comparison. (laughs) 
And Mike, you don't feel much change, um, except you do have a luscious lock of hair. Just one, oh my one lock, a single lock. Just one. Oh my god! On your forehead. <laughs> wow! Imagine having a whole hair. <laughs> I dreamed oh, of this hair. day. <laughs> As you try and get your bearings, the wagon rolls past a crooked wooden sign that says. Welcome to Kneecap. And that's the sign that greets you as the wagon you're riding in begins to slow down in the centre of a ramshackle village. Your presence has already caused a small stir in the normally quiet hamlet. This little farming community, the puckered sphincter in the armpit of nowhere, is abuzz with the news that travellers have come by. As you get off the wagon, the faint smell of honey is carried in off the wind. The short wagon driver gets off the cart and makes for you to follow him. Do you follow him? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think so. What if we said no? You can, we can do that. <laughs> this is D and D. Oh, you do, what do I draw do, my sword. <laughs> um, I don't do that. That was a joke. <laughs> I draw my great axe. <laughs> uh, you need a pen and pencil. <laughs> <laughs> he heads towards a, a fairly large building, points to the door. This is the mended flag inn where the ale is pish and the rooms are shite. They'll do to get out of this storm for the night. Ha! <laughs> Alright! I'm better than you, bad boy! And he points at you. Oh. <laughs> I've already paid for your rooms. You can thank me later. Any food or provision you might get through, that's on you. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm off to drink my own weight and pig swill and pass out in a straw mattress. So he walks into the building. Do you want to follow him in? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Seems, seems like the start to adventure, doesn't it? Let's do Excellent. it. Good. Pick up the plot monkey. Always starts in a pub. Can I just linger for two seconds? And I just want—I just want to have a quick look around to get my bearings of like what's going on outside this tavern. Just what kind of space we're in? Okay. If I see um, anything so interesting can, before we go in, so you can see it's quite, quite a small hamlet. Um, there's a couple of um, farms dotted around that you can see in front of you. There's a small fountain at the centre of this little village. Um, you can see fair off into the distance um, what look like beehives, but they're quite small. Um, and there's like mm. quite thick woods that go beyond that. Um, you can hear sort of the clanging of uh, of metal on metal, so you assume there's a blacksmith nearby. Uh, and then you've got this uh, this tavern, so it's a pretty small place. Um, but, Tony, could you give me a perception check, please? The first roll of Absolutely. the adventure. I have minus one to perception. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, he was the best boy to link. Uh, oh, not 20! Oh my god! That's the yes. first and only now twenty you're gonna get. <laughs> so, yeah, now twenty. Um, really feels like a massive waste, but let's see what happens. Well, you notice um, as you go into the as you go into the bar, uh, the the tavern that the the front door is propped open by uh, quite a heavy log, and that's that's literally all you notice. So that now twenty oh. is probably wasted. Absolute waste. But yeah. Good on you. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you all make your way inside the. The tavern, um, it's as you'd, ex- as you'd expect from, uh, from your traditional fantasy tavern. So you walk in through the door. There is another door to your right that also opens out uh, to the front of the town. There are four circular tables in front of you, each with four chairs on them. There is uh, the two roaring fires to your right, um, two windows to your left that are letting the, the late evening light in, much as it is, given that the, the clouds are quite dark. And there's uh, quite a lengthy, long bar uh, at the other side of the room. Um, what you do notice as you, you walk in, your your dwarf patron uh, has already buggered off up some stairs uh, beyond the bar. Uh, you see that there's a girl cleaning glasses behind the bar. 
Um, there are two men um, near the bar to the right that are sort of just engaged in conversation. Um, to the left, uh, also near the bar, there's a, a woman nursing her beer um, with a bandaged hand. And uh, the table right in front of you, there's um, quite, an, quite an elderly man just sort of sitting there drinking, excuse me, drinking his ale. Um, there is a table free to the right um, near the door if you'd like to sit down. What would you like to do? Can I get around in? Yes, you can. Yeah, um, oh, so you march over to the bar. Um, the, the the young girl behind the bar doesn't notice you yet, just still cleaning glasses. Um, can I put my elbow on the bar in a kind of seductive way with my hand on my hip and tap <laughs> lightly on the bar while flashing her my lock of hair? <laughs> <laughs> oh! God, how is she going to resist that? She, yeah. she looks a little shocked. Uh, we don't see much... Uh, much traveling folk or uh, strangers or rat catchers around here. Uh, what can I get you, my love? Um, I suppose I better deploy the voice then. Um, I would like uh, four pints of your <laughs> finest lager. Cheesy. <laughs> 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 uh, finest. <laughs> yeah, we got one kind of lager, love. Is that okay? I will have four pints of your one kind of a lager then, please. Yeah. Very good, very good. Um, I am a clam strumbling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, what, my love? <laughs> Just four pints of vodka, please. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she moves to moves towards the where the, the kegs are kept with the ale. So you sit down, my love. I'll bring him over right now. We can pay later, all right? Uh, she busies herself by the bar. Um, so yeah, uh, what are the rest of you guys doing? Um, I'm I'm just gonna take a s- sit down and uh, just have a look around. I think just uh, w- was there a seat by the door? Yeah, there's one table free uh, near the door with four seats on it, like a circular table. Okay, I, I think I'll go save the table then, have a rest, um, get my bearings. As, as you sit down on that table, something very strange happens to you. you. You suddenly get flooded with memories and emotions of a completely different person. Uh, this isn't you, but it's as if you've lived this person all your life. And suddenly you know that you are fully the half-orc barbarian called Balanator Jones. Awesome. I am Balianator Jones. So Balianator, my bad. Balianator, it's all right. It's easy, easy mistake to make, Jamie. I forgive you this one. <laughs> and uh, you notice that you, you've got a, a two-handed great axe, and whereas Bailey would just sort of be like, why the hell am I carrying that? Balianator Jones knows that this is to do everything you friend. possibly can to earn, earn glory. <laughs> your only friend, your true companion. Without friend. It, you are nothing. Without you, it is nothing. Okay. Fabulous. Fabulous. <laughs> uh, what are you guys doing? Uh, I'm, I'm going to talk to that old man. Sure. Um, <clears throat> so you walk over to the old man. He's just sort of sat there nursing his pint. Um, he's got some notes in front of him. He's just scribbling. Um, well, you can't really read it because it's a really bad handwriting. Right. Okay. Can I, can I kind of sidle up and have a look over his shoulder and just see if I can make anything... Is it is it that it's bad handwriting that's hard to read from a distance, or bad handwriting that's hard to read even up close? Uh, how close do you want to get? I mean, I'd be perfectly happy to like properly get behind this old guy. I reckon I've got his <laughs> skills, and and he's old enough that he's not going to notice me. Okay, cool. Um, in that case, give me give me a stealth check with advantage because uh, he's an old fella. Plus six to stealth. I doesn't want to make a roll. Let's try that again. Oh, hang on, stealth. Uh, so that is a 17 plus 6, which is 23. And <laughs> second roll for advantage, that is a 15 plus 6, which is 21. So 23. Jesus, yeah. He doesn't have a clue that you're there. And as you look Excellent. over his shoulder, it, you 
it looks like chicken scratch. Um, if this guy knows what he's writing, then good for him because you can't make head nor tail with it. You assume it's in okay. um, common. Uh, it's not in any language that like it's not dwarvish or elvish or anything like that. It's but it's completely illegible. It's definitely not thieves cant. It is not thieves cant. Okay, fine. Just checking. <laughs> I can. I, I understand thieves cant. Okay. Um, uh, I think I'm going to back away for now. I'm going to back away for now, but I'm keeping an eye on him. Okay. Cool. Uh, ben, what are you Spindling doing? old man. I will go and have a chat to the woman nursing the doofa with the bandage. Cool. Um, so yeah, she you will sidle up to her. Uh, she just sort of looks at you, goes, ah, and then goes back down to her beer and just takes a sip. She's acknowledged you, lazy. but nothing more than that. I, I will return her. <laughs> she sort of gives you a, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the extent of the conversation so far. This is this is going to be a really good conversation. I can feel it. Can you Ben give me an insight check, please? So just that's what you got to do. Okay, that's that's plus the number four. next to it. Yeah, and I've got a five. So is that a nine? There you go. It tells me. Like she seems pretty standoffish and kind of gruff, but she might be flirting with you. You don't know. Um, <laughs> but maybe, maybe she's flirting with you. <laughs> I do it, Ben. She's got a gammy hand. Bandaged, oh. comma, possibly <laughs> horny. <laughs> um, um, can, I, can I can I look at what she's drinking? Yeah, uh, it's just a the normal pig swill ale shite that they serve in this place. It's, it's the one kind of ale. Everybody's got it. Um, and um, can I have a, a bit more of a look at her hand with the with the bandage on? Okay, yes. without obviously um, you know touching her. <laughs> okay. Um, can you give me give me an investigation check? Actually, no, no, no. Give me a medicine check. Medicine twenty two. <laughs> um, yeah, it looks fucked. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that, that that five years of medical that twenty two really does not. Is that yeah, it? Doesn't feel like a twenty two's worth of information. <laughs> oh, that was a twenty two. Yes, I thought you said. Yeah. I thought you said two. Oh no! Sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Um, yeah, for a, for a twenty-two. Yeah, you yeah you can see clearly that um, her hand is swollen. Uh, it looks like something's like hit it quite hard, and she's bandaged it to try and take care of that. Cool. Um, how's Mike getting on with the beers? Yeah, as you're um, as you're all getting acquainted with the rest it's of the patrons, um, the young girl walks up to the the table. Um, that billionaire Jones is sat down and puts four tankards on the table and goes, Here "You go, my love. That's four tankards of ale. That'll be uh, ten copper." Put it on my tab, please. Which I think she said I could pay later. I think she said I could pay later. Ah, yes, yes, the tab, yeah. yeah. All right, my love, can I get your name, please, then, my love? Oh, my love. Have I, have I, have I got a name yet? Do I actually have a, have I, have I had a, a moment of supreme insight yet? I've just realised the Christian flashback to a life that you, you haven't. haven't yeah, only, only um, Bailey Jones has had. Uh, a moment uh, okay, in which case, my voice was premature earlier. Whoops. Um, <laughs> or maybe that was just you being you, Mike. <laughs> oh, maybe that was just be, yeah. me being me. That's true. Okay. Um, <laughs> what I'll do yeah. is I'll sit down and have a think about what my name is. <laughs> So as you sit down, Mike, a strange sensation comes over you. You're no longer Michael Collins, you are Clam Strumlington, human bard extraordinaire, <laughs> lover, fighter, lover again. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's better than my tagline. God damn it. <laughs> um, so yeah, she sets the, the four flagons of ale down and she's like, can I get your name for the tab, my love? 
It is a Hlamstramlington. How do you spell that? Uh, hl- yeah. Um. Lamb. <laughs> Welsh. <laughs> yeah. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go check that in the back. As she, With she two walks away. <laughs> she walks away and as she as she walks away, she shouts, Hey Giselle, how do you spell hla? And then she disappears <laughs> in the back. Giselle. Giselle. <laughs> Giselle. Uh, so I think as this is happening, I'm I'm coming back over the to the table to figure out what the hell is going on with Mike. Because Clam is uh, <laughs> sounds like he's got a cough or something. Has he got COVID? Oh Does he God! Have COVID in this world. It's holidays. <laughs> no. Uh, and as you as you reach the table, Tony, um, you then are suddenly imbued with the the gruff determination and everlasting stubbornness of the dwarf rogue Caskill Marwen. You have his memories. You know his history. You have his burning ambition. And you also have his thirst for ale. Her. her. That, oh, that is sorry. a woman. That's all right. I, am, I do apologize. You have her thirst for ale. I, 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 there's nowhere to indicate that on D&D Beyond, which I assume is a choice. How unprogressive. Yeah. My goodness. Yes, yeah, so you anyway. three are, are sat down, suddenly a little bit confused and startled by this sudden flooding in of, of memories of this entirely new character. And almost like your real personalities have been pushed to the back of your mind temporarily and you can't actually really access them. Ben, however, is still in full uh, control of his faculties because he's still flirting with uh, the lady with the bandaged hand. Gammy <laughs> hand. <laughs> Sounds like something Ben would do. She looks and sounds a little like um, Mac's mother in Old Sunny Philadelphia. That sort of vibe. <laughs> So are you going to continue flirting with our illustrious No, lady? I think what I'm going to do is is take a wander over to the table, um, just sort of uh, rotating my hand in the air as I go for no apparent reason. <laughs> so yeah, so you're still, you're still wondering how <laughs> the hell you managed to open that portal. Um, and then, yeah, when you sit in to join the others, you are no longer Ben, you are four queer Quendian, is that right? Uh, Quendine. Quendine. Four queer Quendine. The, uh, We've all collectively the stout- chosen the most awkward names for you to pronounce, Jamie. The, uh, so sorry. The halfling wizard. <laughs> and do you have a beard like a wizard, Forkway? Uh, uh, yes. It kind of like, sort of trips over your feet? or Not that it matters. Uh, n- <clears throat> uh, no, I'm not kind of trips over my feet. <laughs> Ch- it changes <laughs> everything. <laughs> so, as you've all sat down together, you are suddenly flooded with the realisation of where you've been, where you've come from, where you're going. So mm. you four were hired um, about a week ago um, in the city of Neverwinter by a dwarf merchant called Alaric. And your job is to guard his wagon of tapestries, rugs, and other uh, fine furniture uh, from Neverwinter to the, the town of Greenhaven. And the storm uh, has sort of scuppered your plans a little bit. You were meant to arrive in Greenhaven today, um, but you've been waylaid a little bit, so you've had to shack up. Um, in the village of Kneecap for the night. And uh, I suppose now would be a good time to uh, get your taglines in. Bailey, why don't you go first? Oh, I was going to say, why don't you kick us off, Collins? But, um... She's chunky yet funky. She's large and in charge. <laughs> She'll conquer your conquers. She is <laughs> Bailey Nates Jones. 
Due to her size and ferocity, she was conscripted into a life of mercenary living. But she dreams of one day being a drag queen called Hedda Lettuce. <laughs> she speaks in the third person. I love it. <laughs> and she speaks, this is great. And she speaks in the third person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got time for this. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Better believe beautiful. it. Yeah, just, uh, yeah. <laughs> and oh. I think she's going to speak in quite a broad Welsh accent. Oh, like that. I love it. Like, <laughs> how, but how do we distinguish her from you normally, Bailey? Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that Welsh sounding. And as for me, well, I am a clam. Oh, I can't even do it twice now. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I. I <laughs> sorry. And as for me, I am clam strumlington, wandering bard. Pursued across the land by jealous men, weeping lady girls desperate for more, and the farmer who owns the erotic cattle ranch over in Riverdale. My sword is my lute, my bow is my voice, my arrow's my tongue. To avoid confusion, my lute is also my sword. So, <laughs> monsters and women beware, lest you taste the feel of clams tumbling on <laughs> and want more or suffer a disfiguring injury. <laughs> That's beautiful. Owner of an inconsistent accent. (laughs) As I reach forward to take a sip of this very poor uh, quality lager, um, more and more information tumbles into my brain, and I realise that I am Caskel Marwin, or Cas for short, uh, a mountain dwarf and a proud rogue. Uh, She's a former military spy, discharged, honourably or dishonourably, that's up for debate, uh, she's a fan of fine masonry, and she's dab hand with a dagger. Oh, Ooh. fine masonry! Stabby, stabby! <laughs> a lady of taste. <laughs> right, oh God! sexually pester me for the entire episode. Yeah, <laughs> I've had to, I've had to shut that down before. Like, no, 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 every interaction with any female character be horrible, horrible sexual harassment. Yeah, creepy. <laughs> I creepy too have person. an interest in grouting. <laughs> <laughs> Get out. <laughs> ben, please. <laughs> uh, and I am uh, for Query Quendi. Uh, I am um, a whole of cake, a half of stature, and short on words. Um, <laughs> the end. <laughs> As you're all uh, monologuing to one another, um, the, the young girl uh, who saved your drinks comes back and she hands you a menu and looks at it and says, so uh, you uh, you want some food for the night? We got a lovely rabbit stew. That's uh, that's three coppers a piece. You can get some bread for a copper if you like. Uh, we can get something fancy for you if you like. We can get the good bread out. That's two coppers a piece. Can I uh, interest you in anything? No, don't be shy. Now you must be hungry after your travels. How, how attractive is this bar wench? Oh, oh Jesus. Collins! <laughs> Give me a perception Damn. check. Sex pest bars. Perception check. Yeah, I get it to a check. Sweet. I'm a minus one. <laughs> Zero. I rolled a natural Zero. one. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, well done, Collins. <laughs> oh, damn. You you have mixed feelings about the serving girl. You must be must be on the road for quite a while. You can't really tell. If she's conventionally attractive, or if there's something that draws you to it, or if you're just really goddamn tired, but you figure it's best to leave it for now, just in case. 
it's, it besmirches your reputation. Ah, uh, oh, yes. <laughs> I must maintain that at all costs. <laughs> um, can I have some bread, please? The nice bread. My love, do, you, do you want the nice bread? That'd be great. That's two copper for you. We'll put it on your tab, my love. You said your name was uh, Chlam? Chlam. Is that right? Yes. Do you have any ham to go with that? <laughs> Are you being funny with me? <laughs> I have a speech impediment. <laughs> I'll see what I can wrestle up. Anyway, if you need anything, anybody, my name's Bragger, right? I'll just be in the back getting up some things. Uh, ready for any of you? Rest of you? Yeah, can I have some good bread and um, and I'll have a bit of the rabbit stew, please. Bread and stew, you flash uh, and fresh. You've got money to burn. Cass puts her hand up and goes, uh, yeah, same same for me. Same for me. I'll have a uh, bread and stew. Bread and stew, where are you? We don't get some uh, wealthy travellers around here. So what brings you around these parts? We don't get many of your type catching rats, are you? Or sideshow? What's going on? None of your bloody business, is it? Hi, right. Nessa. Calm down. <laughs> You're grumpier than more goose over there. She indicate, indicates over to the uh, the lady with the bandaged hand. I thought she was grumpy, but you love take the cake. Uh, yep. Cass, she, uh, Cass says, uh, "What's uh, what, what's her problem up there at the bar? What's happened to her hand?" Oh, she's uh, she's our carpenter. Uh, she's not very good. <laughs> she's smacking her hands. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> And the problem is, is that Thorold over there, and she points toward the uh, the old man, he's our only apothecary. He's not that good either. So he bandaged her hand. He can't bandage it. It's, nothing, it's not broken. It's not going to do anything. He still charged her two copper for it, though. The unreadable handwriting. Uh, oh, yeah. Bad handwriting. That makes sense. The only useful people in this town are uh, Carrick and Maddock over there. She indicates to the two guys uh, talking in the other corner. And there's Jago, of course, but you won't see him. He's always working over at his forge. Anyways, I'm going to get your stew, my livers. Uh, you be you be good now. Don't start causing trouble. I can see your adventuring types. I know what you're all like. <laughs> and she walks away. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, sorry, can I just... Uh, what did you say the names of the two fellas in the corner were? Uh, the two fellas are called Carrick and Maddock. Um, As uh, she enters the kitchen, I'll say, um, and can I have some bread, please? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't see you there. Too short to order. Uh, I'm afraid we don't have a children's Excuse menu. Excuse me. Oh, boom, boom. <laughs> little eyes poking up over don't the table. Worry, just a little joke on my part. I know. Double helping will be fine. Things is fine. <laughs> and she walks off uh, into the kitchen. Some of my best friends are friends. The UKIP counsellor of this yeah. world. <laughs> Make Faerun great again. <laughs> um, yeah, while she's in the back door, while she's in the back room getting. Uh, getting your food ready. Um, you see behind you a shadow looming. And as you turn, you see a large man wearing a black leather apron over a linen shirt and woolen trousers just burst into the room. He, he reeks of sulfur and he's got a very heavy hammer in his hand. Uh, his face is worn and you can see a tear tracks running down his soot-stained face. <sighs> they took him! They took my boy! Then the an older woman you've not seen before um, rushes from the back room to to the front. Jago, Jago, what happened? Those goblin bastards took my boy Peter. My wife saw him being dragged off into the woods. He drops his hammer with a heavy thunk on the tavern floor and starts to sob heavily into his hands. Um, the hammer knocks away that log that held the door open and it slams shut with a loud clang that echoes through the tavern. And every party in the tavern just lets out a loud collective groan. Ah, oh, for fuck's sake, Jago. 
Jig was there just sobbing into his hands, and the commotion leads all the other tavern's patrons to stop what they're doing and gather around him. Um, can you all give me uh, perception checks, please? Eight, 18. Ooh. 14. Um, I got a one. Four. So, uh, Kaz and <clears throat> and Bailey, uh, you don't really notice what's going on other than just general commotion. <clears throat> but um, Clem and uh, Falkway, you hear snippets of what's being said um, as they're just sort of the general hubbub around uh, Jago. Uh, you can hear uh, Mogus the carpenter heard muttering, there's been, there's been talk of goblins sighted north of the woods. Jago uh, is the, seems determined to, to march off himself and find him, but all the other, you can hear the others talking him out of it, going, that's suicide, Jago. Even you couldn't fight off a goblin patrol on your own. What if they come back? You're the only fighter we got. Can we send anywhere for help? Um, what do you guys want to do? Um, can I stand up dramatically from the table? Put my hand upon my hip and say, Excuse me, is my bread still coming? <laughs> I ordered some bread. <laughs> for a second, just sorry, just for a second. I thought we were, this was going to turn into like a bug's life when, uh, <laughs> when the traveling circus came. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, they all Good. sort of give you a very stinking look, <laughs> a clam, <laughs> and go back to, to trying to comfort Jago and work out a solution to, to get his son back. I'll sit down. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to cast a look around the table to the other three of you and go, there might be a few coins to be made here. We- Tell me more. Yeah. He points at Bailey Nader Jones. Says, you've got <laughs> she rather. Uh, you've, you've got a whacking great axe. Points at Four Quare. Goes. Better believe you it. You are able to dig into a small spaces <laughs> like a squirrel. Uh, and, and points at Clem and goes. No, and I, I know you look like an idiot, but I've seen you say horrible things that made a goblin literally kill himself. <laughs> so I reckon we can go and get this bloke's lad back. We can make a few quid because we are at the like, moment. Yeah. Strapped. We freaking are. We, I, to be fair, we've we've run up the bill, haven't we, lads, with the uh, the rabbit and 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 stuff. It's delicious, so and it's, it's worth it's it. It's just but... Moorish, but we need the coppers. How many coppers do we have? I do not know how many coppers we, we have had. No, no coppers. Not enough to pay for this meal. Meal. Ah. Clap. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I agree with Kaz. I agree with Kaz, and I think we should uh, go with her. Into the gob- the goblin nest. So, Cass looks at the other two of you, uh, Fourquare and uh, Clem, Clam, Clem, <laughs> and like looks, you know, with an eyebrow raised, as if to say, any objections before I go and get the ball rolling. <laughs> Clem gives uh, Cast a uh, a shrug and then keeps on trying to attract the attention of subserving staff. <laughs> He's desperate for that bread. <laughs> he can't get enough of it. <laughs> Uh, Fulquare, um places his hands above his head onto the top of the table and says, <laughs> "Yes, yeah." Is that, is voice sounds very much like yours, Ben. <laughs> so, um, Cass... I'm going to try and do something, but it just didn't. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you need a little bit of like Kevin and Perry. So, Cass. Uh, puts a hand quite heavily on the table, one of her, you know, big, bulky uh, dwarf hands, quite heavily on the table, stands up and goes, we'll get him back. Jiggle. Like, quite loudly, loud enough for everyone to hear. Everyone stops talking um, over each other and all 
in unison turns to look at you. And Jago the blacksmith is, he goes from despair to <clears throat> a vague fl- flicker of hope. He gets up and rushes over to you and shakes you by the hand. Thank you. Thank you. I'm ever so grateful. I, look, I can't come with you, but if you could get my boy back. I've got some gold saved that it's not much, especially for adventurers like you, but it might be enough just to say thanks. And um, as he says that, Torold, the um, apothecary, gets up very slowly because his knees aren't what they used to be. The big creak. And shuffles over to you and says, if you go on this uh, this quest for Jago, I'll give you one of my potions of healing, just in case. Is that, for, is that just one or one for all of us? Just one. Okay. Not. <laughs> this is negotiating from the table. <laughs> <think I> <laughs> In the back. I know it's great. It's good. All right. I guess right. one to two. Oh, I'll need that's, that's a bit better. Don't ask, don't get. Uh, <laughs> Accepting the quest? I think so. Yes. yes. Huzzah. Excelsior. Into the breach once more. Good friend. <laughs> Where's my uh, bread? Jago <laughs> <laughs> um, beckons you over to, to the door of the tavern. Like, I'll show you the, la- the last place that. My wife saw my boy before he got dragged into the woods and he goes to open the door, but he can't. It's completely stuck. Uh-oh. Um, oh, no. Cass uh, I... reaches into her bag and pulls out her masonry set. Uh, she's got a chisel <laughs> and a small mallet and she just goes straight in for the frame and just starts like, <laughs> just like trying to jam a wedge in around the lock <laughs> to try and get the door open. Okay. Um, for where it, for, um... Enforce the lock. For, for, sorry, for query. Is it, while you're doing that, I'm going to uh, for query. Just going to go to the back of the tavern to see if there's a back door. Okay. Um, so we'll you. do uh, as we we'll do <laughs> this. Two very different places. And <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Bailey Nader Jones, I'm going to go see if there's any bread we can take with us. So I'm still I, a bit hungry. I follow Bailey Nader Jones. <laughs> um, so what kind of check am I making here? Is that cool. a dex um, check or are you are you brute forcing it with the masonry tools? I think I'm trying to work around the lock to like get just enough of the wood out so that the door opens. Okay, I'm not trying um, to like smash the whole door open. I'm just going in with a chisel and working around. Okay, um, I would say that would that would be give me um, an athletics check. That is a thirteen. Ten plus three. You get your masonry set ready and you start to hammer into it, but you're getting zero purchase. It's it looks like wood, but it's almost like you're trying to chisel through concrete or solid steel. It is impenetrable. Forquare, um, as you go around um, behind the bar, um, you see um, Brecca, the serving girl, um, who's there getting bread and the stew ready. She hasn't noticed the commotion. Hey, you can't get in here. This is for the staff only. What are you doing in here? I need the back door. <laughs> such a deep voice for such a small man. <laughs> I'll have none of that in your section. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, it's me, Tony Barry Dirty short man. <laughs> I thought some of her best friends were halflings. She's kind of yeah. <laughs> you can be nurse coming out now. I'm not that friendly. <laughs> um, do you want to listen to her or do you want to just keep going to find that back door? I'm going to keep going. Keep going. She she makes the move after you, but um, she's still got work to do, so she just lets you to it. Um, there is a back door, um, <laughs> uh, but when you try to open it, that is also completely deadlocked. You cannot open it. Try to smash it in, but it doesn't work. <laughs> our tab. Let's not. What about our tab? We don't add a door onto our tab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Bailinator. Bailinator and Clem, um, you also go um, through the, the behind the bar to the kitchens, but you don't look for the back door. You make a beeline for the kitchen. And she's like, what's going on here? Why are you in the kitchen now? <laughs> we need our bread. We're hungry. <laughs> and we got a quest to go on right. to find the blacksmith's son. Peter? What's wrong with Peter? Yeah, he's gone. The goblins have got him. Oh, my God. Move out of my right, way, you... wench. <laughs> <laughs> Shove her against the wall. <laughs> she takes wall. one hit point worth of damage as you push her into the wall. <laughs> um, she's, she's got most of the bread and the stew laid out ready for you. She was almost done before you were <laughs> um, Do you want to take your ill-gotten gains with you? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, totally. Pouring soup into your bag. Bang it. <laughs> just in my hands. Just like, just like, just. <laughs> really, can you give me a constitution saving throw? I've got four plus, uh, I've got two plus four, so six. Okay. <clears throat> the oh, oh no. My, oh no. The, the soup ever so mildly burns your hands. Not enough to cause lasting damage, but enough that you drop the soup immediately because it's hot. It's soup. <laughs> <laughs> You've just lost your okay. But you still have the bread. Uh, oh. Can, okay. Well, uh, that's a win for me. Uh, 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 can Clam comfort the serving girl uh, who's just been one, assaulted? <clears throat> she's concussed. She doesn't know what's going on. She's concussed? Yeah, she got she got Jesus. pushed in against the wall by a very strong half orc. Don't, <laughs> don't don't mess with Bailey Jones. Don't stand in the way of her food when she's hungry. She will push you into a wall. Is this you trying to get used to your new orc body and not knowing your strength? You know, like Superman first day under the yellow. So. Oh no, I, I I knew exactly what I was doing. She had to come in. This is like Bailey in real life. She came to my house once, and the first thing she said was, "Got any biscuits?" Like, I'm just like, "Could I have a biscuit, please?" She was like, up in my face, like, "Have you got any biscuits?" <laughs> uh, can I? Can I? Uh, Clem uh, sort of takes the the girl's hand and says, "Excuse me, young lady. Do you know? Do you remember who we are? Do you know who we are?" Chickens. And then she sort of falls asleep a little bit. Excellent. <laughs> she forgot who we are. Let's get all the bread. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, Let's, Mike. So yeah, we steal all the bread. Can can you give me a sleight of hand check to see how much bread you're able to carry and squirrel <laughs> about your person? Eighteen. Okay, you managed to get. <clears throat> you smuggle three loaves of bread within your person. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're eating bread tonight, you're, boys. This your bard's locations are up to you, uh, Kaz. Once you uh, try to brute force the lock. Um, Giselle, the, the bar owner, just sort of looks at you and says, It won't do any good. That's a magical deadlock. We had an artificer come by a week or so ago. He installed a new security system, just in case we got a hole up here as a safe house during times of trouble. The idea is that when four of us sit in very specific seats in the bar, the door's deadlock and can't mm. be open from the outside. The problem is the silly bastard did it backwards. The door's always deadlock and sitting in the right seats opens it back up again. So if you want to try doing right. that, you might be able to get the door open. Otherwise, it's a lock in tonight. It's a puzzle! Yay! Puzzle time. Hey, listeners. I can't remember, remember who needs to sit where. The longest intro any episode we've ever done. Like, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jamie. Minutes. It's, a, it's, a lengthy, it's a lengthy intro. 
Let's enter the infinite escape room. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> and your time starts. <laughs> Sorry, does anybody um, else listen to Criminal? Because this is literally how long it takes yeah. Criminal to open that. Yes, true. Yeah, like and 25 you... minutes into a 30 minute episode. <laughs> I'm Phoebe <laughs> Phoebe Jane. And this is Criminal. Yeah. I love Phoebe. She's wonderful. Yeah, Her voice so is so entertaining. Um, so Giselle roots around in the pocket she has <clears throat> in front of her in her skirts and says, uh, I can't remember who needs to sit where, but I got some of the notes that the the artificer is, uh, has given us. It doesn't give us much, but it might give you, uh, you look like an intelligent lot. You might be able to figure it out. So okay. there's, a, there's, a, <laughs> there's a bunch of, um, I suppose you might call them post-it notes um, if you went in a, a fantasy Fantasy setting. post-it notes. Yeah, fantasy yeah. post-it notes. And I will... I'll say them out loud, but also paste them in the chat for your convenience. Um, <clears throat> so there's eight things um, written. Um, it says one person per table. The oldest one likes to sit by the fire. The farmers both enjoy things that can fly. Morgus is a lazy alcoholic. The person on the bird table likes to have staring competitions with the person on the adjacent table. One person has to have their back to the door. Mavic doesn't like to be reminded of his work when he drinks. And all the chairs on the right um, of each table are reinforced. And I will send you a picture of the tables of the bar, so you can see. Which listeners will be in the show notes? Um, <clears throat> on the top of the bar, you've got the two doors, that uh, one of which you came in with. Um, on the left of the image, you can see the fireplaces. On the right are two windows. You've got four tables. Um, each of those tables is etched in an intricate carving of an animal. And then you've got a long bar um, on the bottom of the image then with a number of just stools and chairs there. So, Jamie, your props are always like top notch. This is glorious. Yeah. Hello, Editing Mike here. Listeners, they are really great quality. And you can check them out either on the show notes, which will be on your podcast feed, uh, or at our website, theinfinitescaperoom.com. Let's have a chat through these things. So number four, more goose is a lazy alcoholic. Are we to assume that Morgus is the woman at the bar with the bandaged arm? Correct. Yeah. Okay, cool. So Morgus needs to be sitting near the bar. Um, we could, we could always ask. We could always say, like, yeah. I, I, a clam could pipe up and go, hey, Morgus, and see if anybody turns around. Huh? And it's the lady with the bandaged arm. Oh, ah, she's back. Um, yeah, so I will say that you can puzzle this way out as yourselves um but it, feel free to interact with characters and ask questions as your characters yeah. don't don't so, uh, uh, don't pretend to be less intelligent than you are if your character is less intelligent <laughs> ah, <thank> okay you. <laughs> 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 no, that was directed at me <laughs> so is the oldest one the apothecary person um yes Torold. Torold. you'd assume so so we's uh, and he needs to be by the fire. Oh, so either on the is it a what one of those two tables? Yeah, yeah. or the the rabbit table. Um, where's the bar in this? Oh, I see. Sorry, see with the yeah, yeah, I see. Sorry, sorry. Um, so while we're thinking about this, just for the benefit of the listeners, so um. In addition to the explanation that Jamie's just given us, um, he's also sent us an image, which will be in the show notes. Uh, the image shows four tables um, and two fireplaces slash hearths. Um, each of the tables has an uh, animal symbol in it. Uh, and from top left, it's a little bunny. Uh, top right, it's a pigeon. 
bottom left it's a wasp and bottom right it's some fishies. The two fireplaces are on the far left wall. And um, what does Maddox do? Was Maddox one of the farmers? Is he Ma- Marek? Is it Mad Carrick and Maddox? Yeah, it was Carrick and Maddox. Carrick and Maddox are both um, farmers, but no more information yet beyond that. So they're both like so. One would be on the bird. One would be on the wasp table. I'm imagining. So I'm going to say Madog. No, actually, I don't know which one is which yet. But one, whoever's on the bird table needs to be sitting, uh, looking down or to the left, so they can look um, at a, t- a table adjacent. Mm, yeah. And I I don't know whether so Morgus. Morgus um, is lazy. So we'll move from wasp. where she is. Oh, where, where was she sat? At the bar. She was sat at the bar, not at one of the tables. Oh, so she's not moving then. Oh, I see. Fair enough. Presumably. And so the and Torrell oh. needs to sit um, either on the rabbit or the wasp table. Torrell will be on the rabbit, um, looking either across to the bird or up towards the door because... Um, oh, blah, 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 blah. Where did I see? One person has to have their back to the door. So that would be um, Morgoose, because she's sitting uh, at the bar. <coughs> with can I just ask, uh, wh- which are the doors and which are, what's windows? So the, the doors are the two um, images at the top, <clears throat> and the windows are on the right. At the top, right, okay. Oh, right. So it would be... This is a really tricky one. Morg there, <laughs> which is the bar, and then... So, but do you think all... perhaps... Uh, now, do you think perhaps we should talk to Maddox or Madog? As uh, yes, find out Madog. Madog. Uh, so Cass, uh, looking at the notes, uh, just says out loud, "Madog, who's Madog?" Yeah. What do you want? What do you do for work? <laughs> he raises his arm and shows you. What do you think? Can you give me a perception check? Sure. <laughs> I'm an arm person. Do <laughs> um, you say a perception check? Hand model. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hand model. What do you think I do? That's an eight minus one, which is seven. Seven. Um, all you can see are just lots of like red dots on his arm. He's a beekeeper, isn't it? There was all them bees ah, outside. So... so he will be at that one. Ah. Well, no, he can't. No, no, no. He doesn't like to be reminded of his work. Yeah, that's what I mean. He, d- he won't be at the bee one. Yeah. Okay. So Maddock cannot sit on the bottom left table with the bee. So we are going, I think... As putting it out there, I think that we will be putting Mathog onto the bird table facing yeah. towards the fireplace because Torold will be sitting at the rabbit table with his back to the fireplace nearest to the fire. But um, okay. Karak will be sitting at the wasp table. Yeah. Um, not sure on which seat, but either back to the bar or back to the fireplace. Um, and um, more gooses at the bar. A Carrick would be back to the fireplace because he likes to be sit by the fire. Yeah, that's Torold. Oh, right. that's Torold. Torold's the old boy. Dang. So, but a Carrick is the other farmer, and they enjoy things that fly. But so he'd be the bird. So but he'd be which, the wash because Maddox doesn't like. It, I think the only thing I'm not sure <laughs> of is which chair on that table he would sit in. Have we got? Can we just attempt it, or is that going to? Make something explode or something. Ooh. <laughs> when it says all chairs on the right are reinforced, um, is that to the right of the of each table? Yes, to the right of every table. Could we? Could I have a look at um, Kerek? What is his name again? Kerek. 
Carrick. Can I have a look at Carrick and um, try to figure out sort of um, whether he's a weighty fellow? <laughs> um, he, I mean, yeah, he's, there's no nice way of saying it. He, he's a fat guy. He's, he's you didn't big. even have to do a perception check, Ben. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's no he's just... Okay. He's just make... staring at him. Uh, he's... he's like... <laughs> Falker goes, huh? <laughs> 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 uh-huh. goes, So he would be uh-huh. in the, the reinforced right chair then? Yes, of the wasp table. Yeah. Okay, so to recap, we have Karak in the reinforced chair of the wasp table. We have um, Torol, Torol, Torbold, Torold, uh, yeah, Torold um, in the chair nearest the fire on the bunny table. Yeah, the left one. Yeah, we have um, Maddock. Maddock on the left. No, the right. On the right of the bird. Maddock on the Back right. To the door. I'm rubbish at my left and right. But somebody has to be facing the door, right? Oh no, sorry. Back to the door. Ignore me. Um, person on the table. Bird table. Farmers both enjoy things that fly, so the fish. No one's on the fish table. No. Yeah. We could stuck. We don't whack mongoose on it. But she's not going to move. She's is she? lazy and an alcoholic. So she's, she's staying, staying at the bar. bar. Could we? So pick who was her up? the? Who was the? Who was the other person? Just quickly, who was the the fifth person? No, I I, I fucked up. Um, I <laughs> I'd not written Maddock. I'd written Mark. Which is probably <laughs> Mark. I don't think there's a Mark in this universe. We've got, uh, no. we've got the blacksmith. Um, we've got Jacob. Or oh, oh, what about uh, what? Uh, Becky? Oh, no, no, Becky. Brenny. Brecker. Brenna, Brecker. The barmaid. Um, the oh, the, I knocked her out. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Place her in this. Elena Jones just drags her back into the room. By, by her ankle. Shoulder dislocates. Oh, no. God. <laughs> this particular security system was designed um, with the, the Mended Flag's regular patrons in mind, and Jago, oh. being an abstinent man, does not drink. So I, I think we need to have Morgoose sitting on the bottom chair of the fish table, because that's the one that's closest to the bar. Yeah, she's lazy. But then... But um, there's no one not face, like, back to the door, is there? Correct. There is. We've, haven't yeah. we put Maddock back to the door on the pigeon table? No, because he no. likes to... He's got to um, stay... Uh, Torol. Oh, Torol. If they've got, if oh they've yeah, got that works. The tables. Yeah. Yes, that works because he's staring. He's staring at uh, Morgus. Yeah. He's, oh, he's at the top of the table. Focused. He's got his back to the door and he's staring at Morgus. Yeah. up here. That would be correct. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So cool. I think it's I think it's Morgus on the bottom on the fish table. Yeah. Morg. Cool. Okay. Okay. Right. So Let's I guess we have to do the social aspect of that, which See. is corral these people to their tables. <laughs> Seeing as Fourquare has a rapport already, um, Fourquare walks over to Morgoose and kind of goes, <laughs> gesturing to the chair on the fish table. Um, can you give me another insight check, please, Fourquare? 10 plus 4 is 14. Okay, uh, so you, you gently sit her down in her designated chair, which you said was the bottom of the fish table. Is that correct? Yeah. Correct, yes. Yeah. Um, and she gives you a, a cheeky wink, and uh, you, you're not sure, but... You think you might be on. Oh. You're in there. You're in there, Fulcroft. Sexually. <laughs> nice. Another conquest. Stop Everybody's getting some except Sexual for Sexual <laughs> um, so is sat down. If only that were a spell. Um, My okay. man is telling me no. My <laughs> body. Let's keep R. Kelly out of this. Tell him yeah. Is R. Kelly the chief goblin? <laughs> um, He's kidnapping yes. the young people from the area. and Anyway. Um, <laughs> The only way to cut that one out. You brought him up. I just 
a song. I didn't mean yeah, yeah. R. Kelly. There ain't nothing wrong. You, you sang a song by R. Kelly. <laughs> yeah, only tonight. I don't know. Why did you, you say R. Kelly? Telling but, me no. Yeah, I know. But I, That's R. Kelly. Because Farquhar is... Yeah, no, anyway, anyway. <laughs> so we've got... So I think Cass is going to... Uh, I think I've already shouted at Carrick. And Cass looks at Carrick again and goes, You, Carrick, can you come and sit in this chair? Which one? Gorman. The one I'm standing right. next to, and sh- she's standing next to the, the chair on the wasp table. Yeah, wasp the table. bee table, sorry. All right, so uh, Karaka grudgingly just sits down. He's like, all right, thank, thanks. And he sits down. The, the, the chair audibly creaks as he gets into it, but luckily the reinforced uh, bearings hold him. No, I was going to say, baby, um, so I, uh, Bailey to Jones, in the third person again, for some reason. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, shouts across to Maddox. Maddock? Maddock? Is that his name? Ma- Maddock, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I don't even know his Maddock. And says, Maddock, can you come sit on the bird table with your back to the door, mate? Uh, yeah, okay. I, oddly specific, but thank you. All right, so he sits down um, on the top of the Otherwise, table. Otherwise, I'll push you into a wall. <laughs> you go to see. Like I did to that bar. Like, like I did to Becca. Uh, <laughs> That's my move. Alienator, can you give me an intimidation <laughs> check? Yeah. <laughs> Eight. Yeah, oh, he's, just, he's, yeah, eight. He's, he's still pretty like, oh my god, I'm not going to mess with her, and just sits down very quietly and does what does what he's talking. I love you. <laughs> you. <laughs> good boy. Good boy. Okay, so that, so that. L- that leaves Torbold. Um, so I guess I'll sidle up to Torbold. I was like, Clem will sidle up to Torbold. Excuse me, aged husk. Yes. Tell me, tell me tales. Join me, please, at this seat by the fire. Tell me. Have you any daughters? Perhaps a wife. I had a wife, but uh, but she's dead. Um, my daughters I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> were kidnapped by bandits, and uh, Jesus Christ. my great niece ran off with some bard. Dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Very slowly eases himself into the the chair. Which one was it again for Toral? Uh, it is the chair. It is. Uh, I need to go back rabbit. to the. It is the rabbit uh, by nearest the fire. Uh, <laughs> the left one. Uh, so it's yeah, the left one. Himself into the left chair on the rabbit table, and with all four people sat down, you hear audible kadunk, kadunk, and the doors <laughs> hover, gently hover. swing open. And you have solved my puzzle. Hey! hey. Yeah. You are free to leave the tavern. Jago yes. um, immediately walks out because he's just witnessed a whole bunch of crazy going on and needs a breath of fresh air, especially that his boy's been kidnapped and has just witnessed you guys just muttering to yourselves and corralling patrons around the bar for the past 20 minutes and gestures for you to follow him. A bit harsh. Uh, I, I think let's we should go. follow before any of these bastards decide yeah, to sit up and go to the bar. Get, yeah, yeah, realise. Get out of the year, lads. Ah, the Bellamator Jones has knocked out the barmaid in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, stolen all, stolen all the good bread. I would just, I would just call out. We're corralling patrons or not patrons? Patrons, please no. do not leave. <laughs> yes, we wouldn't sit, have a corral. We tell you to sit. Yeah, we'll lock you in. <laughs> uh, oh, Bellamator will push you yeah. into a bloody wall. <laughs> <laughs> you just see if I don't. <laughs> Being outside this tavern, are we going to see like an inverse outline of somebody's face on the wall? <laughs> I think I 
I've got like a great axe and a javelin and stuff, and all I'm doing at the moment is just shoving people into a wall. It's like it's like they turn up at like a, a like a, a murder scene. Oh, it was shoved into a wall. It was That's a calling card. It's, it's a classic MO. <laughs> um, um, Sorry, Tony. I was going to say, it's, it's fine. You will get to use those because there are goblins in this. Yeah. And in any introductory D&D ad- uh, adventure, goblins are there to be killed. So yeah, so, so Jigu leads you to the, the fields at the edge of the village, um, to the last spot where um, his son was seen. You hear a faint buzzing as you approach the edge of the village. You notice about a dozen beehives, um, a few dozen feet to your left. And as the wind carries the strong, sweet smell of honey over to you, um, you notice there's a basket of herbs that's overturned on the ground in front of you. Um, Jago says, that's where he was taken. He was gathering herbs uh, for his mum when she saw him being kidnapped by uh, at least two goblins. You can you can see signs of a scuffle in the in the dirt. Uh, the grass all around you has been tamped down and there are clear footprints uh, leading off into the, the dense woods beyond. And let's take a little break here. So ends part one of the Infinite Escape Room Dungeons & Dragons special. Uh, this wasn't recorded in one big lump, but we're splitting it into two chunks to make it a little bit easier on your old ear holes. And because this is a nice, convenient breakpoint. And, you know, we've le- ended on a crazy cliffhanger. Bees? Ooh, who's all bees coming? Spooky bees. And a missing child. And goblins. Skiddly, skiddly. But mostly bees. Probably should have scripted this bit. Um, anyway, yeah, so we're going to be splitting this uh, whole campaign into a couple of episodes, but that's fine. Uh, rather than having to wait a whole week, we're going to release a few of them uh, a few days apart. So don't worry about it. You're going to get lots and lots of lovely episodes in a couple of days. So join us in the next episode for part two, where there's going to be lots of fighting and the orc will meet the pork. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, you can subscribe to us on all of your favourite apps, feeds, iTunes, and at our website, www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can also get in touch via Facebook and Twitter at tier underscore podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, and we hope you did, then tell a pal. Be like, hey, pal, it's good. I know this cool podcast. It's these guys, they're nice. Because, uh, you know, we're always trying to reach new ears and new audience. And yeah, it'd be really cool. Or alternatively, if you are actually mega cool, like, I mean, seriously, seriously cool, born with sunglasses on, kind of cool. Uh, then why not join our Patreon program? Uh, we love our patrons. Uh, they're awesome. And yeah, they help keep the uh, podcast in line. There's also bonus content and general bits of waffly rant that Ben and I put out on there. So yeah, check that shit out. Anyway, we love you lots and we'll see you in the next micro episode of the Infinite Escape Room D&D special. Tatty Plumbles.